0: You're listening to Exploring Boys Education, a monthly podcast produced by the International Boys Schools Coalition, in which we delve into and examine current issues affecting boys, teachers of boys, and boys' schools. I am Bruce Collins. This episode heralds season three of Exploring Boys Education. We hope that the conversations we host in the year ahead will continue to inspire and inform your work with boys. We kickstart this new season by connecting with key IBSC leaders, who will be introduced by my colleague and IBSC Interim Executive Director, Amy Ahart.
1: Hello, Bruce, and welcome, listeners. I'm so pleased to be joining Bruce today as we launch Season 3 of IBSC's Exploring Boys Education podcast. With us today, we have three outstanding school leaders and the Executive Committee of the IBSC Board of Trustees. I have the distinct privilege to introduce to you today, Chris Post, headmaster at the Boys Latin School of Maryland in the United States and chair of the IBSC Board of Trustees. David Ferguson, headmaster of Westlake Boys High School in New Zealand and secretary of the IBSC Board of Trustees. And David Dini, who is the headmaster at St. Mark's School of Texas in the United States, treasurer of the IBSC Board of Trustees, and this year's host of the 2022 IBSC Annual Conference. Chris, David Ferguson, and David Dini, thank you for joining us today. Bruce and I both feel privileged to be working with you and engaging in today's conversation. Under your leadership, we feel confident that the staff, IBSC Board of Trustees, and IBSC member schools can continue to come together to learn grow, and support schools for boys in our globally connected community. We look forward to diving into today's conversation on some of your reflections over the past 18 months, what is front of mind for you concerning the education of boys, and what's ahead for IBSC. Gentlemen, thank you again for being with us today. Your time and insights are both appreciated. Without further ado, I'll turn this back to Bruce to start this conversation.
0: Thank you Amy for that wonderful introduction and I agree what a privilege it is to be speaking with such respected school leaders and leaders in the IBSC for this first episode of Can You Believe It? Season 3 of Exploring Boys Education. I thought a good place to start our conversation today would be to reflect on the last 18 months which have obviously been trying and challenging times as we've all faced the global crisis. Nevertheless, the exciting thing is that we've heard stories of boys schools around the world who have risen to the occasion and have faced the times of innovation, a sense of hope and continued purpose. And so with that in mind, I wondered if you could all share some thoughts about what you have learned about educating boys in the face of the challenges perpetuated by the pandemic and other events in the world. Thanks, Bruce. I'm Chris
2: Post. I'm Boys BoysLadens Headmaster and chair of the board of the IBSC. It's, it's a pleasure to, to uh, join this conversation today. I've often said that the education of boys and the formation of young men has never been more important. And I think the last 18 to 24 months have really highlighted that uh, for us here locally, uh, nationally and internationally as well. In a time when uh, there could be great uh, disconnect uh, among boys and isolation because of the loss of in-person learning I think we as an institution have leaned very much on uh, the relational nature of the teaching uh, that we provide um, and and the relationships that are formed uh, between boys and faculty members uh, and especially with and among boys themselves and their families. Uh, And so while uh, the pandemic has proven to provide great challenges for us in terms of uh, learning to move from Our customary day-to-day delivery of an educational experience—we've learned to adapt, uh, and we've learned to innovate in that. Uh, Again, relying on the importance of relationships and reinforcing those interpersonal bonds. And what that—what's that meant? I mean, you know, going back to the time when we were uh, we were fully remote in in the first couple of months of um, of the pandemic, uh, there was a lot of joy on campus then. In, in the months later in, in our early fall of 2020, as we were bringing students back together in cohorts and small groups um, and, and learning in pods uh, only to build on that success throughout the course of the year. Uh, one of the things that, that, and then ultimately of course, uh, being to a point where we were fully back in person um, in, in the spring of 2021. Um, one of the things that that has proven time again is the resilience of our boys um, and the resilience of our faculty who are just uh, truly extraordinary professionals. I have to say that there's no greater honor than serving uh, with my colleagues here.
3: This is David Deaney at St. Mark's School of Texas in Dallas. And Chris, thanks for the comments and Bruce, thanks for the welcome. Great to be together with you and and David and Chris today and and Amy Um, and and Chris, your comments about resilience and uh and gratitude I think resonate with me as well. I think you know we we talk frequently about the importance of resilience and determination and and grit and perseverance with boys and with colleagues uh year in and year out in the past couple of years, we've had a chance to put that into practice perhaps to in 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 greater and and more unusual ways than we ever could have anticipated um but I think we've learned a lot in the process, and I think we've all grown a lot in the process i think our boys and all of us as as, as educators have grown. Um, I think we've we've probably uh, discovered some new new uh, patterns and some new opportunities, and we've also perhaps reinforced some of the most important um, tenets of of school and school life. And, and I think you touched on those, um, and, and and certainly have been true for us here. I think much like in, in other settings, where the 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 value and the importance of the 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 student-teacher relationship is 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 more important than, than ever, and um, the sense of community, the sense of connectedness, the sense of, of being a part of something greater than yourself. Uh, I think we've seen that um, perhaps um, accentuated during this period of time, where where we've all strived for um, and and perhaps missed uh, the the points of connection that are so important in all of our lives, and and so. Um, I I think even a a deeper and and greater appreciation for the daily experiences that we have in community together with one another uh, have just just been driven home. Uh, In fact, we gathered in our pre-sessional meetings with faculty this year, weeks ago, and and put a panel of six or seven teachers up at the front of the room and had our head of counseling lead some dialogue and conversation, just open-ended reflections and it was fascinating listening to colleagues talk about the, the, the joy and satisfaction they did take away from the experiences um, uh, of, of the recent past and, and how it has allowed for even greater focus on the things that matter most, whether it's an, uh, an instructional lesson, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a lived experience that, that, that the focus has been perhaps uh, um, tighter and clearer for all of us, and so I, th- I think we've we've learned and grown and and again in ways that we we, we certainly wish hadn't, hadn't been necessary, but it, there's there's silver lining uh, to to be to be found for sure
4: thanks David and Chris, and thanks for the introduction, Amy and um, Bruce Weldon on getting series three going it's great to join you this morning, so kia ora and hello from um, New Zealand David Ferguson here from Westlake Boys in Auckland. And we're actually in a, our latest lockdown at the moment. We, we feel like we, we've got through this um, relatively unscathed compared to most of the rest of the world. But um, finally, Delta arrived down under, and um, we're, we're currently uh, we're currently closed as a school. And um, two years ago, we couldn't have imagined um, we'd have had to operate this way. But uh, we've certainly proved that we can, and um, it's reinforced to me the importance of the social side of school and the importance of what a community means and um i agree with what david said it, it, if anything it's strengthening the bonds between um, staff and uh, and the boys um, i was talking to somebody yesterday and i was just saying if somebody offered me a million dollars to run New zealand's first online school i'd turn it down <laughs> because um wow i miss the boys and miss staff and and miss everything that just goes with school the unpredictability of Going into work every day and um, sports, all those extra performances that we know the boys love, and um, really feel for them that they've missed out on all those things. But we've learned a lot positively as well. I think it's reinforced to me about boys that if you keep the bar set high, that they'll 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 clear it, they'll reach it. Um, online learning probably isn't going to solve the problems of disaffection and lack of motivation it probably exacerbates that and um but away from COVID-19 issues specifically we it has been an interesting 18 months all over the world and it's reminded me that we've got a generation of young people who are more willing to speak up about injustices they're more socially aware I think they're they're very in tune with what's going on and, and and many of them are a better educated and, and much better prepared to speak up on those things. And I think that's a, a great thing that's come out of the last uh, the last 18 months.
0: What wonderful reflections from all of you. Um, and I think there's a real sense of hope that I picked up as you were all speaking. And I was reminded again of the last opportunity that we had to connect as a coalition in person, which was in Montreal in 2019, at the IBSC annual conference that was hosted by Selwyn House School. And David Denny, we're all looking to looking forward to being at St. Mark's as well in twenty twenty-two. And I was reminded again of the power of connection, and you've spoken about that in, in each of your contexts. But I'm wondering how important IBSC connections have been in this time for for you and your schools and what these connections have meant to you.
4: What we've reaped from the last we've reaped the rewards i think of investing in those relationships over the last well 10 years in my case and um our better usage and greater familiarity with technology has enabled us to to keep in touch with schools all over the world and it certainly helped it's great to get global perspectives on difficult issues that we're all dealing with have specifically Had the pleasure of being involved in um, an ibsc task force working on racial equity and boys education led by uh, jack pennell that's been really rewarding i was able to get about seven of our boys involved in a piece of work as part of that work which was terrific for them to learn from other boys all over the world in their specific contexts so it's um if anything for me, just reinforced the importance of the IBSC. And I, I just feel so grateful to be to be part of it. Bruce, you've done an amazing job with the professional development offerings that you've put on place with, with Amy there. And um, I've been lucky enough to be part of a couple of those pieces of work as well. So it's enabled the IBSC, I guess, to look at different ways of operating. And I'm sure we'll be a better
3: organisation um, from having to go through what we've had to over the last 18 months. Yeah, I agree, David, completely. And in some ways, in some unusual ways, I feel like we've relied on the connections and, and the relationships that have been forged through IBSC far more than ever before. And the phone calls and the the interactions and the shared experiences and the, the lessons learned from one another and and um the openness uh and the collegiality that is so important to the coalition um those 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 powerful relationships have been i think on full display for all of us and i think we've yielded great uh insight from one another and and encouragement uh and, and uh, when when we need it uh to to be able to call a friend and whether it's on the other side of the world or the other side of the country uh, it's been invaluable absolutely invaluable and and while we've missed being together in person and and are eager to do that and we're certainly excited to have have the conference here next summer. And I know David's excited about having us all down to to Auckland uh, in 23. Uh, we can't wait. Um, uh, being connected, it, just like our boys need connection, our teachers need connection, we need as schools uh, need connection uh, globally. And it in many ways is is a reminder of how the the uh, how small the world is and how interconnected we all are. And I think we've seen that uh, time and time again. So uh, uh, I think it's certainly in our case, we've relied heavily on the relationships. I've relied heavily on my friendships and relationships across the coalition um, and have have lifted us up time and again throughout the course of the past couple of years. I
2: couldn't agree more with both of your comments, uh, David and David. I, you know I think about this notion of of connection, um, institution to institution within the coalition. Um, you know, school person to school person uh, within our schools, whether those are, are regionally affiliated or they're internationally affiliated, um, and then especially what that means for our boys. Uh, there was a, an article that appeared in, uh, in the Wall Street Journal uh, just this week around the lack of persistence of boys uh, in college on the heels of the growing decline of, of boys and men entering college. Uh, And and I just I I can't help but wonder what kind of positive impact our institutions can have um, in helping to build habits and skills where boys um, can be more resilient and can persist further and and better in in college and, and of course, in life beyond. And and I think that the IBSC has created a wonderful forum for us uh, to be able to try out some of those things. David, you mentioned just the extraordinary work of uh, of our task force under the leadership of Jack Pinnell. The international conversation that occurred with and among our boys, I think, is eye-opening, and I think that that also is an important example of the kinds of things that the IBSC can provide for for our member schools and for our boys specifically uh, under the guidance of, uh, of us as leaders. Um, the, the last thing I, I want to touch on is, is, again, just hats off to uh, to Bruce and to Amy and the rest of the team in providing, I, I think, just a year of really rich and rewarding professional development opportunities for, um, for, for our member schools. I had the opportunity to participate um, in, a, in a leadership program that was led by two former uh, IVSC board chairs and, and great boys school heads Rick Melvoin and, and Vance Wilson we're looking forward to hopefully offering something offering something like that again um for uh for others uh within within member schools. I, I think that the virtual conferences both in 2020 and in 2021 uh offered really rich uh, and interesting sessions um, and provided a forum through which uh, we could all continue to engage, and 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 quite honestly, you know, being in a Zoom session at two o'clock in the morning on the east coast of the United States, while our friends down under are just in in the midst of their day, well, it's it it's a different kind of a connection, but an awfully good one. It's not like Montreal, nor what Texas will offer us in twenty two.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and we are all looking forward to being back together again in person. I know. Chris, uh, you know, you mentioned the resilience or the challenge that boys are facing regarding resilience. And, you know, as you mentioned that and others alluded to some of the other things that are important in terms of educating boys, I, I wanted to ask, you know, in this juncture of history where we are right now, what are some of the things that are front of mind for you all concerning the education of boys as we look forward to the future?
3: Uh, for the three of us who've had the, the good fortune to be involved with the coalition for, for many years, um, I think we all recognize some of the pressures, in, including what you just re- referred to, Chris, the article um, that was in the Wall Street, I saw that as well. Um, and the numbers are pretty staggering. Um, when you see that the proportionate um, 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 scenario that we're looking at where boys are falling further further behind just in terms of college enrollments across the U S is, 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 is pretty breathtaking. Um, But the role of the coalition, I think is, is, is always been a relational one. I think since its founding three decades ago, connecting schools, connecting boys among schools. And David, you mentioned the, uh, the global, the global forum with boys last year that I know your boys participated in our boys as well um, uh, participated in and, and boy, the, just the, the sense of connectedness among our boys talking with boys from other parts of the world about important issues uh, of the day around belonging and and inclusion and what that means and learning from one another uh, was just a good reminder to me about how much we can learn from one another and the coalition provides that connectedness for us professionally but also for our students and our schools Um, certainly we're all wrestling with technology and that's 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 we're using it today we've used it in our schools in in more ways again than we'd anticipated and that's a there we recognize both the upsides and the downsides of technology and 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 certainly whether it's isolation or abusive technology is is problematic at the same time i think you know our schools have have always been focused on the development of character the forging of character in boys and helping them develop into good men and that mission orientation of our schools and of the coalition i think is is now more important than ever, and so it's it's gratifying to be associated with and aligned with schools and a coalition that is is reinforcing the values that we care about as school leaders and as educators, um, and and that takes on many forms. Whether it's helping boys develop uh, a full understanding of healthy relationships, what an inclusion and belonging really means, what community means, um, and understand the responsibility of manhood. And there's been some great online sessions uh, this year, um, in, including the Craig Wilkinson session, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. I've got, I've actually got the, uh, you know, I, I, play, I made a notebook out of it and uh, shared it with our whole team because I thought it was really, really important. Or the, or the book Legacy, David, you know, which um, about community and the importance of community and understanding tradition. And um, uh, so many of those elements uh, that the coalition helps us bring forward individually as schools, but collectively as a, as a coalition of schools around the world, I, I think are more important than ever now as, as, as we take on the challenge of, of, of helping our boys and communities um, prepare them for the responsibilities of, of manhood and of leadership and of, and of global citizenship. And, and so I, I, I'm excited about the, the progress of the coalition over the past three decades. I mean, it's, it's grown, um, considerably since its, since its founding um, and uh, there's a great deal of momentum behind the mission of the coalition um, and and exciting about you know the opportunities that lie ahead for all of us. Thanks David. I'm, I mean some of the
4: things front of mind for me concerning the ongoing education of boys are obviously it's a period of, of uncertainty. I'm not sure we had certainty in 2019 but I think we thought I think now we we thought we did um, but I'm um, Staying positive and um, reminding the boys that we'll come through this. We're not at war. We've had periods of uncertainty in, in, in history and we've got through them. And But it, inevitably, I think it's making us reflect on what do we change as a result of this? Is some sort of online learning going to be part and parcel of what school looks like now? gets um, sketches thinking again about what we teach and why we teach it. And um, as David said, the importance of still talking to the boys about... Uh, character education is is right up there near the top of the priority list and the issues around toxic masculinity education around relationships and um the sexual behavior of boys is it, it's we're talking about those things which is i think it's great and, and probably long overdue and um mental health's just part and parcel of something that we talk about now and, and 10 years ago i'm not sure that was the case so those things that even before the pandemic, we were talking about remain important, and um, for me, a right up there as big priorities in terms of the education of young men at the moment.
2: David, I share uh, your optimism for the for, for the present and for the future, both about this generation that is that is in our schools and and about the impact that they'll have. Now, I, I think about this notion of belonging, uh, wanting each of our boys to um to to see belonging in his community both both locally and, and more broadly um and essentially for us it's it's how well are we able to enable our boys to hold up mirrors to look at themselves to see who they truly are and then and then to think about and create that vision for himself that vision for greatness and, and the impact that he can have so that he can go off and lead a good and fulfilling life uh, and I think as you described the many things that are coming at boys Today, um, at at a speed that is accelerated by technology, it's all the more important for us to be able to to slow those things down to, again, sort of return to an elemental process for our boys. And and to be in environments where, again, supported by by teachers and coaches and advisors who know them, care for them, and truly love them, uh, that's how we'll help our boys grow to be the very best versions of themselves uh, that we want them to be. Um, and again coming back to what the IBSC does and does so well i think that uh, our ability to take the good work that's done in annual and regional conferences through 2019 that have been done in person to now broaden that and offer it in in virtual forms and certainly as we think about returning to in person programming how we can have hybrid offerings so that you know what might happen in australia or new zealand in person could be offered more broadly worldwide and and, and vice versa. I think that's all really exciting for us uh, as the coalition continues to develop and grow.
0: It's been wonderful to hear all of you just share some insights, particularly around the education of boys in this moment in history. And as we draw this conversation to a close, I'd like to focus on one more thing that I think is really important, particularly as we're kicking off a new season of exploring Boys Education, and maybe Chris, is the new board chair, we could start with you on this one. But I wondered if you could share a little bit about what the continued vision is for IBSC as our organization continues to be a support and a resource for boys schools around the world.
2: I think, you know, Bruce, it's it's a great question, one that the board uh, continues to ask and and have in uh, the forefront of its mind all the time. Uh, IBSC uh, seeks to be the global voice for boys, for boys schools, and for educators in boys schools. Um, and as we have continued to adapt and grow, driven by uh, a mission that is to provide that, that sort of support, um, that mission is implemented through a strategic plan that was adopted in January of 2020, um, only to have the world uh, throw us a, 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 a few curveballs along the way. Um, And yet the strategic plan, which is which is grouped around our our four strategic areas of program and research membership and, and of course, finance, uh, having the resources to be able to provide the services that we um, that we want to be able to provide for for the coalition um, continues to drive our progress. Amy and Bruce and the rest of the staff uh, annually are establishing goals to have the greatest progress in the shortest period of time to advance the mission of the coalition. Um, We we benefited tremendously from the leadership of David Armstrong and and wish him well in his retirement as our former executive director. We're grateful uh, to Amy for serving in the role as interim executive director, and we look forward to updating the coalition as we go through uh, our transition planning. Uh, and think about uh, leadership uh, in, into the future. Uh, there's no question, though, that the coalition is, as my predecessor, Tom Batty, would say, um, it, it's not mine or David and David's, it's your fair listeners, it's your coalition, um, and we are stronger with and through your engagement, and so grateful for your support.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I think all, all great points, and and grateful to to Chris for his leadership, and and to other fellow trustees for their good work. And, and as Chris said to, to David, you know, who's led us uh, up to this point and Amy, our whole team at the IBSC and Tom Batty, who preceded Chris, um, we've got a strong foundation. and I think clearly that the, the goal is to find ways to better serve our members around the world. And um, whether it's online resources that, have, that that you just described Chris or, podcasts like this or the in-person opportunities that do provide those high-touch experiences that are meaningful to all of us?
4: Yeah, I think we've added value to the IBSC over the last 18 months. We've learned a lot and it'll just make the organization even better. As Chris and David have said, connections, are we know it's reinforced connections more important than ever. And we found new ways to do it, but nothing beats being in person and um, I can't wait for our next gathering, uh, wherever it is and whenever it is. And, um, and as, as Chris concluded, all of us are more important than any of us. Um, and it's definitely reminded us uh, over the last year or so. That it brings brought that
0: home to me again, definitely. Well, I must say it's been a privilege to be a fly on the wall, so to speak, as you have all engaged in this conversation. And I'm sure our listeners will agree that the insights all of you have shared are thought-provoking and will resonate in the months ahead. So to you, Chris Post, David Dini, and David Ferguson, thank you so much for spending this time with us and also for playing such crucial roles in the future of IBSC and its work. Reflecting on the conversation to which you've just listened, several things resonated with me when considering the education of boys. Firstly, the importance in the life of any boys' school of relationships, of connections, of community. Because as we all know, belonging truly matters. Moreover, the power of gratitude and hope also struck me as important, particularly in the times we are living in. In addition, I was reminded of the opportunities we've all had to develop new patterns and to pursue new opportunities. And I'm sure you'll agree with me too, that the gift of global perspectives, even in this episode from our guests, that comes with being part of IBSC is one that simply keeps on giving. So I'd like to thank you so much for listening today, this first episode of season three. But before we conclude, I'd like to highlight some of the PD opportunities that are on the horizon for IBSC members. On September 20th and 21st, we're hosting a free webinar with Dr. Allison Clark Wilson to learn about the recent IBSC commissioned report, Building Learning Relationships Through the Use of Technology. So sign up soon to secure your spot. Then on September 26th and October 6th, we're hosting a two-part online program with Andrew Reiner, the author of Better Boys, Better Men, called Better Boys, Better Men, after his book, which will, based on his extensive research and work on masculinity, focus on the development of a new masculinity. Don't miss this opportunity. Also, we have three Ideas Lab programs launching in October. One for teachers of color in South African boys' schools, another for heads of school in North America, and a third for school librarians. There will be more Ideas Labs that will be launched later in the year, so look out for those. For more information about these PD offerings and our October online classes, please visit www.theibsc.org. And just a reminder that for some of these programs, places are limited, so head there and sign up today. That's all for now. Until we connect again on our next episode, keep safe and well.